So welcome everybody to another edition of our URL MC podcast. I'm Danny Raham, one of the medical directors at URL MC, and I'm here with Jack, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm um, Jack Burgess. I am the strategy and organisational development officer at URL MC, and I spearhead some of the GPAS work. Yeah, so what we're doing today is we're just going to do a bit of a follow-up to the podcast that had been recorded with Jack and Brian McGregor back in March on GPAS, which is the GP alert status, um, and just give you sort of an update of where we are and where we're heading with GPAS. So, Jack, can you tell us um, what we've been up to with GPAS in the last six months since the last podcast? Yeah, it's been quite exciting. So we're now over a year in. So that's that's been a, a sort of big milestone to get to that point and to get a year's worth of data. Part of what GPAS is, is telling a story. It's about telling telling a story nationally about how busy general practice is. So now we've got that year's worth of data, it's really good to see the trends and understand where the pressure points are and to get some really good headline figures that really do demonstrate how busy general practice is. Yeah, so I think we've now got a link on our website, haven't we, to the one-year reports in both of our areas. So can you give us a bit of the stats and the headline figures that have come out of those one-year reports for Bradford, Airedale and North Yorkshire? Yeah, so we ask practices two things every week. We ask them for an objective score on how how they feel the pressure is in their practice so that's a sort of red amber green black scale in terms of the appointment metrics which is a really unique part of gpas because no um opal system at the moment uses that quantitative appointment data so we're looking at north yorkshire has an average over the year of 29 patient contacts per thousand patients that's taken on a monday and equally, Bradford is um, marginally higher at uh, per 30 patients per 100,000. And so what does that mean? That means for your average practice with a 10K list size, that means about 300 patients a day through the doors. And that just goes to show how much general practice is doing with less, really, is 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 the headline here i mean just the figures from you know the bma is that in 2015 there were um 0.52 full-time equivalent gps that's now dropped to um 0.44 so it's it's a well-known fact is that gps are seeing more patients with less gps to see them yeah and i think with the one-year data it's really useful for a lot of us to see those trends isn't it we mentioned last time about seeing hotspots with the group A strep crisis we had last winter. And I think, you know, for us as GPs and LMC, it's good to see that we can see, you know, the the peaks. I don't think we see many dips, do we? Um, (laughs) I've lost that traditional dip at summer. (laughs) Well, the traditional summer dip, it doesn't happen anymore. We only had to look at this week's data What's next um, in the plan for GPAS sort of locally in our sort of two ICB areas? Yeah, so we've had actually a really positive sort of interface with our commissioners about GPAS and how it can be complementary to some of the OPAL scoring that they they use locally. 
we've had discussions with um, Nex, who are the um, who are the people who run the software behind Opal, about trying to get some of the appointment data from GPAS into into Opal reporting. So we're sort of trying to build a best of both worlds, if you like. So it gives that numerical snapshot that is missing at the moment. We've you know we've had discussions as well about how how we can use the GPAS data to sort of support practices when you know they're at risk of falling over when and trying to sort of help practices come come down the scale from being consistently read. So those those discussions have been really useful. Sort of coming into coming into winter this year again, we're trying to use the GPAS data again to make make the point that general practice needs more support locally. And we'll obviously update you as those discussions come along. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've been moving along, haven't we, in the last six months with um, one of our areas that secured some funding. Yeah, absolutely. Based on some of our GPAS work where they can put some contingency plans in place and help build business continuity plans for practices Yeah, at that stage. So, you know, we're, we're still working on that. And I think, you know, as an, as an LMC officer in one of those areas, we can't underestimate just the value we get out of the comments that we get. Yeah, that's, a, that's been a real strength. Yeah. And it's great for us when we're in those meetings because we've got that sort of sense of what's happening every week. Yeah, it's, you know, it's countering the... The, the the ed is busy narrative that's absolutely yeah absolutely so that's what's going on locally in our area so is there you know anything going on nationally because we talked last time um or yourself and brian talked yeah. last time about this plan for a national dashboard so can you update us with what's happening there now this is this is the exciting bit actually this is this is something this is a this is where GPAS is going to make a real difference. GPAS originally was um, funded by the um, GPDF and BMA. The end goal of this is to produce a national heat map, which has just gone live, um, showing the pressure in general practice on a nationwide footprint to allow the BMA's GPC to use this in contract negotiations and to make the case for general practice on a national level. It's what we're trying to do locally, but on a on a much bigger scale. And with, you know, contract negotiations coming up for 24, 25, and we expect the next year's one will just be a rollover. But with the next big round of negotiations coming up, this is where participation in GPAS is really going to help drive forward the message that general practice needs more resources, general practice needs support it's about safe it's about safeguarding general practice as we know it and gpas is just one of the tools in the armory of the gpc to try and negotiate a better deal i mean um recently elected chair uh, katie bramwell stainer has said it herself is that you know it's it's a tool in her armory to fight for the profession yeah and i think you know we're, we're recording this podcast aren't we on the day after NHS England have announced the uh, sudden and urgent changes to the COVID <laughs> vaccination. I wonder what um, COVID those. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think still have the powers to be in, in the centre that feel that there is, you know, untapped capacity in general practice. Yes. So, again, 
doing this data, collecting this data and this this information really helps us, doesn't it, to try and change that narrative. Um, and it, 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 it's there in black and white. It proves what a how efficient the independent contractor model is um, because there are some, you know, there are forces moving against it and we need all the all the data we can get to protect uh, protect the um, independent contractor model. I think I think it's it's really important. We can't emphasize that enough is that, you know, giving us, you know, you're not just giving data to your LMC, you're giving, you're helping to fight for general practice and better, you know, better remuneration, better conditions. Hopefully all practices know about this um, and they're filling it in. But if they haven't been filling it in, how do practices get involved in our area with this? Well, you should be getting an email from me every week. <laughs> so if you're if you're not receiving the comms, then um, please do get in touch with the office. If if you're having problems submitting or there are problems with the um, system one or EMIS searches, get in touch. I will I will do my best to work out what's going on. It is a two minute exercise. It's it is incredibly simple to do. It's I know I know how busy everyone is. I can't emphasize enough how important it is. So it's it's two minutes a week. Um, you'll get your link um, in your inboxes on Tuesday morning every week. It can be done by anyone in the practice. It can be done by anyone in the practice team. It's not onerous. So um, <laughs> that's my plea: is um, <laughs> please please complete it. Um, and hopefully, you know, you'll see the value of doing so. That's great, Jack. Thanks very much for that. So keep looking out for updates, especially in our newsletters and in Brian McGregor's updates that we send out about every two weeks at the moment. And we'll keep you updated if anything changes. And yeah, we'll just finish on that final plea. Please fill it in <laughs> as it really helps us um, to help you. Thanks very much. Thanks very much.